Hello, and welcome to the Mass Singer Hapups podcast. We are going to be covering episode three today. It is the last round for group A before we embark into some new singers and uh, couldn't have come at a better time. I am very excited to break all of this down. I am your host, Puya, the chicken sandwich, Zanvakili, ready to go. And as always, not alone. I'm here with my great co-host, Liana, the coleslaw, Boris. Terrified to ask this, but Liana, how are you doing today? I'm garbage. This is garbage. <laughs> Everything is garbage. So I'm fine. Safe to say, gotta assume you watched the episode. That's why you're feeling this way, right? Oh, oh, I watched the episode. I had a terrible day. And then I had to watch a terrible episode, mainly based on the final result at the end. Oh, I'm just having a grand time. Oh, my God. Wow. Just wow. Just outstanding. Everything is amazing. Everything smells like roses, like those big, stupid roses on those stupid guys lapels that were way too oversized and were stupid. Fine. It's fine. Everything is lovely. So, well, thank you for asking. Puya. How are you? I feel like no one ever asks you. How are you? I'm good. You know, chilling, being angry, uh, frustrated with the result. I did feel like coming into this after watching the episode, I was like, I'm mad. I can only imagine how mad Liana is. So I wrote you a poem. Would you like to hear it? Oh, my God. You wrote me a poem. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear it. Okay. Roses are red. Orange Cheetos finger. Now let's talk about the mass Singer. Okay. So we're here. (laughs) What? (laughs) Rhymed. Okay. And it was Roses are Red themed. And it's the Valentine's Day episode. So it worked. Give me, give me, what? give me some credit. Are you serious? Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm sorry the mass singer sucked, but I'm happy to be here with you. Just came up with that off the top of my head. Orange Cheeto fingers? Yeah. I want to, yeah. I, <sighs> I'm not a, a, uh, upset about it. Fine. You know what? Yeah, of course. There's nothing to be upset about. I'm very happy. And everything is wonderful. Thank you. Wow. For that amazing poem. Have you considered submitting it for a Pulitzer? I think you could really win a prize for it. It's it's just amazing. Okay. I wasn't in the audience voting for this episode. You don't have to take it out on me. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote a poem. And by a poem, I mean, I wrote two lines that rhymed. Okay. (laughs) The demons are out. (laughs) Demons were erect, ladies. No, no, that is not staying on. I can't in good conscience let that be on the Fine. Let's just, let's, let's just, let's talk about it all. Let's just dive right in. All right. We're going to dive right in to the box of chocolates known as the Mass Singer. Here we go. So Valentine's Day themed for reasons. Yeah, Tomorrow's what? Valentine's Day. It's Friday. It's close enough, I guess. You know, it was like the it was recorded. It was aired on the twelfth. Uh, it's on the fourteenth Valentine's Day. This was recorded in like December. So, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm make excited uh, for the President's Day themed episode. <laughs> That'll probably be what next week. When's <laughs> President's Day? President's Day 2020 is. The February 15th. Oh, wait, what? Oh, no, that's in 2021. Oh, November 27th. No. What? So we've learned that President's Day is either in November or February. 
February 17th. 17th. Oh, oh, New Mexico celebrates it on the 27th of November. Okay, New Mexico, what you like think you're special? Ugh, whatever. President's Day is the 17th, so the 19th should be President's Day themed, because why not? Well, it's also my sister's birthday, so maybe it should be my sister's birthday theme. Happy birthday to your sister. We can make a birthday party themed. I think all wear hats. That would be cute. Fine. Birthday. Happy birthday to her too. Um, I know she doesn't listen to this podcast. What? No, I did not. Write her a poem. Given that the amount of appreciation I got, I think I'm going to retire as a poet for the foreseeable future. (laughs) It was just a great segue. Candles are lit. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> the floor is clean. It used a mop. <laughs> Liana, I'm going to have to ask you to stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, so <laughs> This is going to be really rough. I'm so tired. And everything is garbage. I, hey, I don't know how we're going to do this. But you're here with me. And we're going to talk about some stupid stuff. Okay. Some annoying stuff, some frustrating stuff, but some silly fun stuff too. Okay. This is the mass singer. We enjoy watching this show. Okay, sure. Yes. We'll tell ourselves that. I mean, I don't need to, I'm sold. I'm sold. I've signed up for this, uh, good or bad, through sickness and health. <laughs> I am here. Do you often get involved in MLMs as well? You're like, sign me up. It's fine. I'll stick with it. <laughs> Nutriums. Nope, that's another reference. Anyways, I'm going <laughs> to take that out of the podcast. I was thinking of the Brooklyn Nine Nine. What was it? <clears throat> Nutriboom. There we go. So yeah, so it's Valentine's Day themed. Don't really understand why, but we have Nick Cannon walking out with, as you mentioned, the giant lapeled roses on the chests of the uh, security members. It's a lot less intimidating when someone's got a rose strapped to their chest like that. So I definitely didn't feel like they were security, but you know, whatever, that's fine. Nick Cannon's rocking a white suit. What did you think of the white suit with what looked like the, um, the untied bow? It looked like the untied bow tie was like part of the shirt underneath. Yes. It didn't look like it was a separate piece. It was very confusing. <laughs> yeah. I-, I thought it was like Tyson's uh, suit yes. t-shirt that he wore. Yeah. We're on the same page there. And you last week had some qualms with the guest judge wearing the same mask as the previous guest judge. Well, this time the guest judge was wearing a, are those called opera masks? What are yeah, they? Yeah, it's called? like a masquerade mask. Mask. Oh, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's a masquerade mask. So Leah Remini is wearing a masquerade mask and just off the top. Let's find this out right here, right now. Leon, how did you feel about Leah Remini's involvement in the show? Well, she had a similar guess to me that I really thought was very much correct until I was disproven at the end. So Leah Remini and I were on the same wavelength. Um, but I other than that, no, I didn't get much. I predicted last week that she would be third in my guest judge power ranking. And I'm going to pat myself on the back because I was right. She's all right. She was OK. There wasn't like anything to, you know, boast about, but there also wasn't anything to really slam her on. So it's kind of like an even Steven situation for me. Right. Yeah. There was nothing that stood out that she did that was bad. 
Right, exactly. So yeah, I mean, she was fine. She was fine. I mean, again, to be honest, she could probably replace any of the panel and would do better. Uh, so I guess I, you know, I can't complain. Yeah, I, for about some that reason specifically, I can't complain about Leah Remini specifically. Right. <laughs> I have other stuff to complain about. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, um, we will get there. We will air air all of our grievances. I do have to say that I found in this episode that the. Uh, the judges, I noticed them more than I had the last two episodes. I think there was a lot more like character driven of an episode, given the the stuff that got, went down. I'm not quite surprised by that. But well, we only had four performances, right? So we had six then five then four. So it makes sense. That they have to contribute that extra airtime to something else. And I don't know what else they're going to show. So I guess the mm-hmm. judges, right? I mean, they had the group performance, right, um, which, which I was, ex- I, yeah, I was actually really excited to see the group performances back. It's something that we saw in season one that then went away for season two. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, at the time very much enjoyed it on um, <laughs> the thinking about it back. The fact that the white tiger didn't even get a solo, like nope. what was he doing? He was just hanging out up there. And yeah. Okay. So the white tiger, is okay i'm sorry we can't bury the lead okay can we talk about the elimination first i just i have to get this stuff off my chest i feel like i will not be able to talk about anything else until we just talk about it sure please oh you already said yes okay so (laughs) so i was just expecting you to say no it's i mentioned i've had a rough day okay what in the mother forking shirt balls did happen in this episode upon this day what what how, 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 explain to me, Puya. how does the white tiger who, one, didn't get a solo in the group performance because he freaking sucks, second, murdered We Will Rock You by Queen, not in a good way, Freddie Mercury didn't die for this, like, he somehow has negative singing ability, it was legit painful, it was not fun, the first two were fun, fine, fine. This reminded me of when you're playing rock band or guitar hero and you start messing up and then they just start booing you off the stage, I, I just literally in my notes i wrote what in the good graces of heaven is going on here on this day because it was so bad and then to have the white tiger stay over miss monster i could not i absolutely could not i'm with you i mean we talked about this last week someone asked the question of what if the white tiger stays who could you see going and we played around with that for a little bit we're like listen rest assured White Tiger's not making a pass. I thought the last week's performance was trash. I made that very clear, even though there were some fun bits to it. I knew it was all driven by the judges banter. And here we get this performance where everything's off key. Nicole mentioned like it's like he can pick any key and just take it when he wants. I don't even know. It's offensive to call any of it keys. It was so off. And it was just it's it was horrific. I honestly think this was the worst vocal performance we've had in the history of the show, three seasons in. And on top of that, I've been over the White Tigers dancing. Like, I've seen this dancing in every party I've attended. There's always one guy that's doing the same five moves that they learned off a TV show or off a music video, and they're doing it awfully. And White Tiger's done all of them. The Sprinkler, um, the Floss. So it's generic nonsense. And... I was uh, completely bum puzzled at the uh, result that we got. I, I definitely did not see it coming. It was the last performance of the night. It was all, but it was also weird to me 
how much the judges were amping this nonsense up from the onset, from the minute the White Tiger emerged from the crowd, all the way to when they went to judge. They were loving every bit of it. And is it a you had to be there to feel it thing? Or is it a between the two performances, between the kangaroo and the white tiger, it was happy hour and everyone got $1 tequila shots and went nuts? Because how did this happen? I still can't answer how that happened because as an advocate for the leopard, this is not in the, I've mentioned it before, this is not in the same league. The leopard could sing. This is not singing. This is not even humming. Half of the performance was an air guitar. The YouTube clip that is on the Mass Singer page is the air guitar scene, not even any of the singing. So even they know what they're doing. And like you mentioned in the group performance, there was no participation from the White Tiger. This is probably the most outrageous result that we've ever gotten in the history of the show. We lost a legend who I thought had a very strong performance on the night. And I can't quite explain how we got here, but we did. And it's a reality we live in that the White Tiger is in the Super 9, is in the final nine. They've made it halfway through the show, which is crazy. It wasn't even singing. It wasn't even no. talking. Like, you just you just talk through the sh- through it. Just talk, just talk like a normal human being. And it would have been better than whatever the goodness gracious I heard here. this is some like bill belichick level cheating nonsense look do i think it's rigged no but do i think that there's somehow a flawed voting system and do i think that the judges have their heads up their own butts yes and i want to go over there and i just want to pluck it out because how are the judges in love with him oh oh my god i'm jenny mccarthy and i'm in love with you oh my god wow that was so amazing how good okay i must admit fine fine maybe in the room maybe in the room was great okay was anybody at the taping can someone explain because i don't get it So Tim put out a question that I thought was very interesting and actually probably the the main reason why this has happened. So Tim mentioned the tiger has to still be here because of the voting structure, right? Voting for your favorite singer. I can't imagine there's many people who pick Miss Monster over the turtle and kangaroo, but then the people who vote on performance, I'd imagine there are some of them that would vote white tiger. And I think that's the way it went. I think that you're picking one. It's not like you're ranking them. If you're ranking all four of them, a la the circle, you know, you're going to some fours are going to outweigh ones. But if you're just voting, if you're like, I'm just here to have a good time. And I rocked out to the the nonsense. We were all laughing. We were drunk. We were not drunk, whatever. We're just having a good time. Yeah, I could see why Tiger getting picked. And then if we're, you know, judging on the hierarchy of voices, then you've got Turtle and Kangaroo, which I think are better vocalists. So then you put that there. Miss Monster does get plucked out. But also... I think that this entire format of let's do this group down to three is also a problem because I would have liked at least a break in between all of these. I would have liked a mix and match of the matchups because they, for whatever reason, fell in love with the white tiger. And if these were all recorded in a small span of time, that energy rode through for them. They just had fun with the nonsense for those four days. You know, maybe it's a thing where two weeks later, they would be like, you know what? After hearing 12 other performers, this might not be it. This might not have been a good call. I don't really feel this. Ugh, I, so, can't, I can't believe I defended the structure last week. Yeah, you did. Ah, it was a good <laughs> idea at the time. <laughs> I take it all back. Also, Mike Bloom had another point. He was like, well, OK, let's say you do fall in love with somebody in these these episodes and you don't see them again for six weeks. Like that sucks, yeah. too. It's gone. <laughs> like, bye, turtles. It's, see you in what? April? <laughs> it's too many. And 
in April. You're right. You know what? There's too many people. That's the problem. There's too many people. You can't eliminate one a week. You got to start eliminating them more quickly or have less people or I don't know. Just I think the whole show. I think eight. Listen, 18 is a lot, but also it's doable. Just mix and match them. If we had this is the third episode. If we had just finished this episode and had talked about all 18 contestants, I would be pumped. We'd be going into another mix up. We'd be having different matchups, different heads ups. That would have been great. But we didn't have that. So that is unfortunate. And I did like, you know, the blank versus blank from last season was a good shout as well, because, you know, at least then there was some kind of a smackdown, something. This just feels like it's just unfortunate that you got drawn in this raffle where you end up in the first group with the guy who quite arguably has the biggest stage presence in that they are silly and people are eating it up. And you're a victim of that. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> oh, clearly. I think 17 minutes in, <laughs> we're just okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally calm and I'm at peace with what has happened here. <laughs> I should uh, edit out the intro at the beginning and change your name to Liana the Smackdown Boris because you laid out the Smackdown. I don't even think it's a Smackdown. It's just like the exhausted ramblings of a woman who's just fed up. <laughs> I should, that should be the title of my memoir. <laughs> the exhaustive, exhausting ramblings, ramblings of a uh, the exhaust. Okay, I, I lost the thread. I don't remember. Just okay. Go back ten seconds. That's what I said. I don't know. It's a wor- it's a working <laughs> title, guys. Oh, my okay. cat shut the door, and now she's mad that she locked herself in my bedroom. What is even happening? Okay, let the cat out of the bag, a.k.a. the room, and we will get out of our shells even more than we already have and talk about the first performer. How about that? Okay, I'm back. And she's back. All right, so. Turtley, bro. It's it's time to talk about the turtle. So, actually, no, it's not. Let's first pause and talk about this new clue structure we got. How did you feel on a whole, on a general way, about getting the loved ones or someone who knows the performers giving the clues this time around? Well, what was your feel about this? Okay, first of all, in the group A performance, <laughs> I just want to go back now that I've calmed down a little bit. Okay, it was Valentine's Day, so they did a song by Kiss. Okay, sure. And then they did a rock and roll all night, and I was like, this is a family show. And then all the judges had a random assortment of percussion instruments, and for some reason I found that funny. Okay, clue structure. So, do we think it was really his ninth grade bio teacher? Um, I thought it could be like someone who played yeah. their teacher on a show okay, if that's they were what, on a show with them. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, did they legit find this person's ninth grade bio teacher? Like, that's actually kind of amazing. Yeah, and did they legitimately hang out with this teacher like a year ago or however long ago the teacher said? Probably not if it's their actual teacher. They ran what was the last time you saw a teacher of yours from high school? Ran into them, I think is what it was. Uh, to be honest, uh, uh, 10 years? Yeah. I, but, I have yeah. not seen them since my graduation. Well, yeah, but that's because you live like a gajillion miles away. But even if I lived in Dubai still, yeah. the chances of me seeing them would be very small. Mm. Unless I went to visit my school. Yeah, okay. 
All right. So yeah. So I think I think it was probably an actor or an actress, right? That like played a teacher from one of their one of their sh- appearances shows. on TV, movie, something like that. Yeah. Music video. Yeah. Something. I okay. So I did like I liked this as a concept. I think it. Oh, I don't know. I, it I was think, fine. It's the same freaking clues. It doesn't matter who's saying it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it depends if you think about it. You know, with the uh, we'll skip right ahead, right quickly to the monster and the mo- Miss Monster had the hairstylist, which you know points out to the iconic hair of Shaka Khan. So I could see there being some connections here. Again, it's kind of similar to talking about the show and tell clues like there are some that mean something like the superlative some of them are actual clues some of them are vague as anything yeah so it just i think it's just going to be pick and choose depends on the person i didn't really get anything about this ninth grade teacher the one clue that kind of made me think a little again was soul and i go back to last week when there was a soul dover on the food menu and now there's a soul korea here it keeps taking me back to the one piece of trivia I know about Jesse McCartney, which is beautiful soul. And um, a number of you wonderful listeners have reached out via the Twitters and talked about how when we looked at the blackboard last time and we saw Tertill, you guys saw the first letter of each, which spelled out dream. And if this is Jesse McCartney, the band name is Dream Street. So there's a connection there with that. But again, I still feel like I'm grasping because I'm seeing Seoul Korea and I'm taking it to one song. So I don't know if that's going to be a definitive thing. Mm, yeah, I mean, it does kind of make sense. I So the other thing, though, that did stand out to me was the Greek letters that were on the... Um, it was Omega, right? Uh, Alpha and Omega were the two Greek letters. And Jesse McCartney was in the TV show Greek. Oh! Which is a great show, by and- the way. Did he have any connections to a teacher there? Well, they were in a frat. They didn't really go to class or they didn't portray class often. Ah, okay. Gotcha. 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 Um, um, okay. Okay. So that actually works. I wrote it in my notes as a Omega because I didn't know that was alpha. So it got me fooled. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, cause I'm a total freaking dork. <clears throat> so they, uh, I, I like to memorize things by song. And so I know all the letters um, of the alphabet because of uh, because of a song, the Greek Greek alphabet. I also oh, okay. I also know the English alphabet as well. So yeah, I was going to say A B C D E F G is a song everyone knows. Like you're not bragging about that, are you? <laughs> no. Be like you guys. I do know my ABCs. Um, but yeah, it's like alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota. Anyway, and then you keep going. Is that from uh, Animaniacs? Uh, I don't think so. No, I learned that. I don't remember where I learned that. In like middle school or something. But no. But all the, you know, states in our capitals, countries of the world, ingredients and ice cream, uh, presidents, all of those Ingredients things. of ice cream? Yeah. How's that song There's go? an Animaniacs give, song. Give us a ditty. Of, <laughs> of ice cream. <laughs> it's okay. You can, look. I. Uh, that's enough of this. Um, but anyway, is it? <laughs> is it? Um, yeah. So anyway, whatever. That's one of my random things that I know. It's stupid. These are some of your incredible, fascinating, incredible, <laughs> incredible thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Uh, so there was a bat in the clue package. Did that bother you? I know how you feel about bat clues. It was like a bat in in 
like a like glass a case thingy, like a fossilized bat. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't make any connections. Excited to find out how this bat links up. And I really hope that's the clue they choose to look at when the reveal happens inevitably. So let's just skip right into the performance. There's nothing holding me back by Shawn Mendes. I thought great song choice. I enjoyed the uh, teal purple color scheme and I enjoyed the bit of dancing solo. We are a little bit more. What I loved more than anything in this performance was the amazing looking turtle shell backpacks that the backup dancers were wearing. I love those. Those were great accessories. I thought the backup dancers actually matched the turtles like look, which was amazing. And this is to me probably again, go number one voice vocally on the show and giving me a little bit more pizzazz than I thought the turtle possessed. So it's a good all round performance from the turtle. Not shocked that the turtle's making it to the super nine. Wait, is that pizzazz or razzle dazzle? No, it's pizzazz. Um, Razzle dazzle (laughs) is when you get a lot of, uh, background stuff going on, a lot of fireworks, a lot of bells and whistles sure. on top of the singing. And then I've coined a new one, which is Dazzle Razzle, which is when there's not much going on in the background, but you're dazzled by what they're doing, which someone did on this episode, and we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> that is not a thing. <laughs> it is now. Sure. Uh, I co-sign everything that you said about the performance. You know, I think there's nothing holding me back uh, it was a good song choice because I think Sean Mendez and whomever this person is, but if it is Jesse McCartney, it does make sense because I think they have similar vocal ranges. And I did think that the backup dancers looked like they were dressed from the movie Ghostbusters, but with turtle backpacks. Mm-hmm. And that was my thought. <laughs> Very apt observation. I like that. I like that. What I didn't really know how I felt about was the next segment that came up, which is. Everyone's getting a Valentine's Day card from one of the performers to the judges. How did you feel about this before we break it down? I mean, it was supposed to be another clue, right? So if they're going for a Valentine's Day theme, sure. But the whole shtick with Ken, like not getting one. Scripted. That was so like, yeah, it was so stupid. Yeah. So that was the thing that happened. As far as clues go, I mean, kudos to them. They're trying to figure out new and different ways to do this. And, you know, in some way, shape or form, give us a little more than just a clue package. They're really trying. I don't know how much I enjoy some of these, but for the most part, they're really trying to get it out there. So that's cool. I the just, turtle. Yeah, go ahead. Well, they also included turtley again. <laughs> yeah, enough. You use yeah. it once you have to move on as a. It was like a Gretchen Wieners type situation. It was like, stop trying to make turtley happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, as, as a, as a, you know, I want to be known as a good pun master. You move on. You can't keep making the same puns because then you're a one pun pony. <laughs> Can that be my nickname next week? Liana, the one pun pony Boris. Okay. I'll, I'll pencil it in for now. I might change it up on you last second. Okay. That's fine. Fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So the turtle spent a morning with Nicole and Nicole turned very red. And Ken said, you're totally red, man. I enjoyed this bit of back and forth. I enjoy when the judges get confused and they don't know what it could be behind the mask. And when there's a direct link to them announced. So I enjoyed that part of it all. 
as far as the guesses go, we got a different batch of guesses in this time, which was cool. Uh, Jenny McCarthy had Nick Lachey again, but then Leah Remini had Jaden Smith and Nicole Scherzinger had Hunter Hayes. I think Jaden Smith would be a good get for the show. I think it's a decent, like they could get a Jaden Smith on the show. I don't think this is it. And I don't really know much about Hunter Hayes, but I was like, I think that that fits. I feel like Hunter Hayes would fit a performer with this kind of vocal range. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hunter Hayes is a pretty solid guess. To go back to the judges, the only judge moment that I really liked was when Robin Thicke mocked in that mimicking voice. uh, What's her face? (laughs) No, Nicole. Do you remember that? When did that happen? That happened sometime during this episode. What did he mock? I don't remember. He just mocked what she said and she said a thing and then he, he said it well, Given that you don't remember the exact moment, I gotta imagine it wasn't that amazing. Oh, it was so great. <laughs> My favorite moment was the moment that I can't even remember. Uh, that's how good it was. So good. Yeah. You know what was really good, though? No! What? Tell me! Miss Monster's vocal performance. <gasps> what? No. So good, it sent her home. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, you can't handle the truth, bro. Okay, Miss Monster. So, clues. We got the hairstylist talking. We saw pizza, white socks, a stuffed bear in, like, plaid, some cameo, and then the line that convinced Camo. me Cameo, camo, not cameo. <laughs> I'm so tired. Okay, I got the clue that convinced me that I was 100% correct. You can't hurry good hair. You can't hurry love. Song by the Supremes, Mary Wilson. I wrote it down in all caps in my notes. Leah Remini said, Mary Wilson. I wrote, ah, because I was convinced it was Mary Wilson. I was not correct. (laughs) So. Whoops. I wrote all the clues down. I had hanging pizza, clothesline pins, and then I thought clothing line. Could this be someone with a clothing line? But that clue doesn't help me because I don't know really anyone with clothing lines. And then the white. So when I heard the white socks and the bear and then I got the Chicago thing and then Jenny McCarthy said Queen Latifah. I was like, that's stupid. And then when I remember that she was on Chicago, I was like, oh, not that stupid. Yeah, but it was Could a bad it. guess. It was definitely not her voice, though. Right. And that's the thing. It went back for me to this is a really big voice. And I would have known um, Queen Latifah sings like that, I feel like, because Queen Latifah is someone that I've at least seen in movies and in performances like throughout my growing up. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was like, mm, I don't know. I just didn't really, you know, have anything for Miss Monster the whole season um, outside of the one chakra stone thing that I saw in the beginning. And I just had nothing. So I didn't really know what the hairstylist would be. Again, stop bringing back the monster now with a mustache, which I will admit looked cute, but enough. And it pains me to say enough because also I know we're not going to get it now because Miss Monster is gone. But I'm kind of happy that we don't have to get the monster back every now, every time enough stop putting the monster out. and now the monster's your hairstylist like stop putting people in this costume that aren't t-pain yeah but it had a mustache yeah okay so, so i must ask you a question about that how do you feel about the involvement of the monster in every single miss monster storyline throughout her tenure on the show 
I love the monster. I love T-Pain. Yeah. And you're okay with this? Sure. It's lovely. You do you, (laughs) boo-boo. The performance of You Don't Own Me, Own Me by Leslie Gore was great. I thought this performance had a theme. It had like the film role floor. There were paparazzi. And like the whole thing fit into everything that this performance was supposed to be. It was amazing. I thought that this was the best performance Ms. Monster had put out. And outside of the link with the monster at every turn, I was ready to see more. I was very impressed. And to be honest, I felt very strongly that this was probably one of the you know top performances of the night. And at least in contention for. So to get what we got later was a shock to me. How did you feel after hearing this? Yeah, I mean, I love this song. Uh, and so to have Shaka Khan do her version was really cool to see. Uh, and I liked the fact that they had the paparazzi. It was just her singing, but you still had sort of whatever the little story was, with all the tabloids on the ground, just sort of trying to read, but couldn't. I thought it was really great. Again, it, I don't want to keep harping on this stuff, but it's baffling that we're talking about this performance in a goodbye episode to the Miss Monster. Well, if you're not going to harp on it, why don't you violin on it? (laughs) (laughs) I am perplexed. Sorry. (laughs) Violin on it? (laughs) Okay. The first instrument that popped into my head was an accordion. And I was like, you can't say accordion on it. So then I was like, all right, let's think of string instruments. If you're not going to harp on it, stop pulling the strings. (laughs) It was right there. Well, your poem was stupid. Well, your insults are causing me harmonica, okay? (laughs) Uh, I'm going (laughs) to... Listen, I want to drum up the next segue. Just remember what you what you said. Just just remember what happened here. I'm going to be a cord of God. <laughs> what is this podcast? Where are we going with this? Okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm good. Continue. Well, it's really hard to put the toothpaste back in the tuba. I'll tell you that. <laughs> This podcast is just fluting off the rails. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) I'm all about that bass. No, no, you're not. Stop. I'm trying. Ow. Man, this podcast has been just a roller coaster of emotions. I don't know what you're going to be able to edit out. Well, it really pianos me to say this. That's not a thing. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. All the other ones were. (laughs) (laughs) Really grasping at straw strings here. (laughs) Grasping at strings. Oh, how the turntables. Okay. Well, I'm going (laughs) to. Stop. (laughs) Enough. A season to Clarinet, you did it. (laughs) What? Okay, I need. Can we? Okay. 
I need like a two minute. Just I just need to breathe. All right. So while you breathe, I will talk about the judges and the Valentine's thing uh, that happened with Miss Monster. So Miss Monster gave one to Robin and said, I only have I for you. We even had a rendezvous in Sin City. Then everyone's like, ooh, Robin, what did you do with Sin City with Miss Monster? And Robin was like, I don't know. So that happened. Uh, Leah Remini went with Mary Wilson. Who's Mary Wilson? Queen Latifah was the guest by Jenny McCarthy. Gloria Gaynor was the Nicole and Robin. But then, and also, did you notice that Robin kept saying yes to everything everyone said this episode in the background? Yeah, well, Robin Thicke was just being a supportive cast member. I loved it at the, and this might be skipping ahead too much, but at the very end with the Valentine for Ken from Nick, mm. Robin was clapping like you do for children when you're just like, that's great, buddy. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. It's like, like a condescending clap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two cc's of that. I did notice that right before we went into the commercials, or the segue, Robin and Nicole both were talking about it being Chaka Khan, potentially. So it was good to at least see that they ended up, you know, saying it in some shape. But also, I think Chaka Khan had a total of, what, nine different guesses? Uh, yes. For, you mean yeah. for her, like what the, the judges right, were guessing. Right, who it would be. So it's that I like that. I like when it's hard. For them like I really enjoyed when the Rottweiler was just being guessed differently all the way through so it was nice to get another guess right before the finals there yeah well I and actually the fact that they included that they did something similar uh, with Layla Ali last season yeah and I was like oh no because I thought it was Mary I was I, I swear to God I thought it was Mary Wilson and then they threw in that Shaka Khan thing and I was like oh man <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> wrong and then thinking about it I was like yeah it really does sound like Shaka Khan so fine yeah that worked out well for them given that they end up getting the reveal at the end yeah now before we dive into the next performer let's take a quick pause and get a message in from a sponsor Roses are red, Nick Cannon's whack, but worry you not, because we are back, and now we're going to talk about the kangaroo. Yeah, let's didgeridoo on down to talk about the kangaroo. Are you are you angling for a redemption? <laughs> I don't think that that's actually possible at this point in time. I was just trying to, I was just trying to be supportive, like Robin Thicke. Mm. All right, clues. So it was the kid brother who is a year younger, who is for some reason a plant. Don't get that. <laughs> My favorite part of the, the the loved ones clues was that they had these weird objects on their face, right. like the bookcase for the teacher and the uh, plant for this brother. I, I enjoyed those. No, you enjoyed them. They were clearly photo. I mean, like it was photoshopped, right? They were just on a green screen. So why not put a face on it? Why was it just no. a plant? I liked it. it was because it was random. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was mass, very mass singer. I liked it. Yeah. Very mass singer. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, one younger brother who was a plant. Again, still don't know what that means. Uh, but it turns out the kangaroo was a drama queen in her teenage years. Kept the family together when tragedy struck. There was also an mm. airplane. And then the phrase knock them dead tonight. I still think it's a boxer. But who? I don't know, but I <laughs> swear to you, it's a boxer. See, the, the teenage drama 
like Lindsay Lohan sounds a little bit more plausible to me now. No. No. Wait. 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 I'm not saying it's Lindsay Lohan. I'm just saying it's more plausible now. Oh, oh, and good. It's more plausible. Yeah, than it was before. It went from like 0% to like 3%. No, 3% is too high. You think it's a boxer whose name you don't know? Yes. Over Lindsay Lohan, I would take that bet. I will take that bet right here, right now. You want to take it? So here's the thing. With 3%, you got like, I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's Lindsay Lohan. Ah, see? One you're, trying to to put, shove. you're trying to take make that. me put pen to paper on a guess that I don't think it is. That's right. Yeah, but also don't know who it is. So I'm doing this thing they call speculation. Yeah, well, you should go with a boxer whose name I don't know because yeah. that's so really It's a boxer. It. I don't know any of them, but I know it's one of them. <laughs> or an MMA fighter. Somebody who punches people. Why? Just because the the costume? Sure. Yeah, is that too dead on? I don't know, but we can't. Yes. Fine. <laughs> because... Because I think the whole, like, the cost, because here's the thing, right? Miss Monster, loving the monster, def- 100% is costume link. And the boxing gloves and then the boxing analogy, knock them dead or, you know, one-two punch, that's all, I think, connected to the costume. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know, I still don't know who it is. I want to say that when the plant did their video about their sister, we, we they zoomed in on the overhead mic, which led me to think this is like a reality TV style confessional that they're making it seem to be. So I'm still in the it's a reality TV star of some sort. I go back to the kangaroo court thing with the, you know, the Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, KK link. I still don't know who it is. I don't think it's a Kardashian. I don't know if it's a link to someone in the Kardashians. I don't even know if there's anyone in the reality scene that has pipes like the kangaroo does. But I'm getting that vibe. I think the angel cone statue thing we saw, it could be like a model type person. But I don't know what the because then, you know, you then you also have the model airplane, which I couldn't believe Jenny got to model. And I thought that actually I could see that. But then does the plant mean anything? Like, is this like a botanist? Like, this is someone that's into plants? I don't know. Hmm. Is it Black China? Can Black China sing like that? Also, did Black China pull her family together in tragedy? Uh, I don't know, but American model related to the Kardashians, right? That is true. I I guess we got to ask Nina Bonina Brown if this is Black China, because we got to also find out if she would want to be the kangaroo, because then you got your link there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's actually, honestly, I thought of the RuPaul uh, performance when I was thinking of who's <laughs> related to the Kardashians. <laughs> that's all I think about when I hear Black China. That's all I really know about Black China is the uh, season nine. I mean, she's got a kid, right? Or two Black kids? China? Yeah. Does she have a little brother? I have no idea. You know what else? If it's an actress, it could be like their kid brother from the show. Oh, what that the, is. What do, you, yeah. what do you think the plants mean? <gasps> what if they're a weed dealer? Like, is this? Oh, my God. You know what else? Okay. So story time. Okay. So I have a coworker who who really likes plants. Just bear with me. Who really likes (laughs) plants. And one time I had to water his plants. He has a freaking jungle in his room. And this plant, these plants reminded me of that. And 
That's the end of my story. It, does he have an older sister that is semi-famous? <laughs> no, 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 he does not. Okay. So you said weed dealer and then segued into the story. And I thought, are you about to dox your friend who's a weed dealer? No, 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 no. They're all legal plants. <laughs> I watered them. <laughs> I watered his sequoias. <laughs> no, I mean, they're just. Wait, yeah. that's a tree. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's technically trees are plants, right? Trees yes, are like a but, subset of plants. I mean, can you you be growing a tree in your apartment? That seems like yeah, I mean, but like take a, a while before tree. it becomes a tree. Yeah, like a tiny one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not the kangaroo's brother. I'm not a botanist. So well, what do I know? <laughs> Is it weird if I Google our trees plants? Uh, I think people who are listening to this might be like, "Are you seriously googling that?" But I think go for it because I need to know. So if anyone says anything to you, Puya needed to know. Uh, what, what is a tree? Yeah, a tree is a plant, a type of plant. It's a perennial plant. I feel like we shouldn't have done that. I might just, you know, I I really want to take it up, but then it takes away from the authenticity that is this podcast. So (laughs) yeah, we just Googled our trees, plants. Tune in next week when we Google our tomatoes, vegetables. Who said this podcast wasn't educational? I do know the tomato answer. Actually, so uh, according to biology, there are fruits, but culinarily they're referred to as vegetables. To sum up <laughs> the brother's clue package. Trees are plants. Vegetables are fruits, but plants. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I liked the performance. She has a really cool voice. I thought that mm-hmm. she was a little flat on the verse. It didn't necessarily capture me in the same way as the turtle, but I thought that overall it was really good. I love the song choice. I love that she was shining like a diamond. Like there was like shine. Like I think she was bedazzled. So I like that. And then I love her simple use of a set. I feel like this is the third performance now where there's not much going on on stage, but I'm captivated. This is where we create the new phrase that is dazzle razzle and not razzle dazzle because I was dazzled. I loved it. It was great, but it also didn't have the big bells and whistles and the background dancers and the fire coming out from the stage. It was just simple diamond motif. And letting your voice do the business. And I thought it was good. And I enjoyed it. I will say it is very hard to take the um, song seriously when the kangaroo has a face like the kangaroo does on this mask. I think the mask looks very goofy for the powerful voice that is behind this mask. Yeah, it looks very goofy. I did. uh, I saw I saw something on Twitter. Somebody said something about how it looks like Jar Jar Binks, too, which (laughs) doesn't help the kangaroo. uh, But the performance itself. I agree. It was great. Now we get to the Valentine's card. Oh, oh, no, it's not Ken John that gets it. It's Leah, who's a guest. That's sad. They've sat at the same table as Leah and the courage of Leah has inspired them. This gave me nothing. I think especially when it's someone who has been on a talk show, it's very hard to pinpoint who this is because there's no, not enough details to even begin to like break it down so the only thing i could think of was she left scientology right and had that whole documentary about scientology so i was thinking maybe it's someone who was a scientologist or maybe it was someone who was part of a cult who's trying to escape yeah and who's like inspired by leah because she left the scientology cult so does that help Hmm. was is black china scientologist I don't know. Hmm. Are trees plants? I we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the guesses were, let's see. So Rosie from Ken Jong, 
Lindsay Lohan from Nicole. Jordan Sparks from Jenny. I think Jordan Sparks is still like possible because I know she has really strong vocals, but I don't know nearly enough about Jordan to connect any of these clues to Jordan. Jordan Sparks is no offense to the kangaroo, but I think a stronger singer. Okay. Just quickly, I got something mad. So you're convinced it's some kind of boxer, right? So someone who punches people. (laughs) Okay. Maybe we start thinking about someone with the last name that has like a like a boxing type name you know like something ring or something brass or someone's last name is glove or boom or <gasps> oh kapow. my god okay what kapow whose last name yeah, like, is kapow like you kaboom no what if it's what if i mean i don't think this is it but to help your cause kelly kapowski was the name of a character on saved by the bell what if it's the actress that played that person Ah, uh, sorry, I'm still stuck on Duke Kaboom. Um, Why? I don't know. It just popped into my head. Now it's stuck in my head. Um, oh, no. Yes, we Canada. There was something I was thinking of, and now I forgot it. Uh, it was after I said all the boxing stuffs. Yeah, it was after the box. Okay, you talk for a while, and I'll figure out if I can think of it again. Okay, well, I'm about to segue on out of here. And what better way to segue than to get on a bus and take a tour how about a mass singer tour? So we got a couple questions about this that I'll put out there. All I want to know right off the bat, though, is your immediate reaction to this. How do you feel about finding out this is announced? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, why? <laughs> Who wants this? This is not a thing that should exist. <laughs> it's it's just a blatant money grab. But. The first thing that I thought and the the number one question that I want to ask, because I think it highlights it really well, is from Ariel, who asks, how do you think the tour is going to work? Will people go to see randos singing in costumes and maybe one of them gets unmasked to reveal one of the celebs? We'll already know who's connected to each costume. So what's the fun in just seeing people in costumes singing? I feel like it will be like ice capades or Disney on ice, except no ice. And one character will reveal themselves. I don't see how this is going to work thoughts that's actually a really good question i didn't even think about the logistics because there's no way they're gonna get all the famous people he's not doing a tour in the rottweiler mask no no exactly so it's gonna be imposters inside the yeah. costumes performing as the characters it's like you know when kids shows go on tour or whatever and then they have live action versions oh, of the cartoon they're never characters. the same yeah I have very little experience with that, but I assume that it's something similar and that's weird. It is weird, especially for someone who mentioned me. I don't like when the others, when they keep using these costumes, here's, here's a free bit of information for someone involved in the shows listening to this, who definitely isn't, but I want to put it out there. If you want to profit off of these characters, what you should have done from the beginning is make plush toys of the characters, is make little figurines of the characters. These are ways you can immortalize them and sell them to people who want them because they like the look and they enjoy it and have a connection to that performer. What you don't do is put these costumes on other people and then take them around and have people not really care. This is great for families, right? So if I had a kid and my kid watches The Masked Singer with me, and they're really enjoying the show, I would take them because they might honestly believe that whoever is behind the costume is the same person as the performer. So that would be great. But outside of that, I don't think this really hits for most fans. 
You know what? I was trying to think, what would I pay money for? So I would not pay to see somebody in the monster costume, nor would, would I p- pay to see T-Pain in concert. However, I would pay to see T-Pain as the monster on tour. So I don't know if that helps, but that's where I stand. Well, you the only way you stand to benefit then is if you bought the tickets banked on A, the monster being there, and B, T-Pain being that one revealed person. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, so, because also, you know, availability, and like, again, none of the big hitters are going to sign up to do this, so you might get, like, Tommy Chong as the pineapple there. <laughs> like, what's, oh, or you get the white tiger, because apparently he's got nothing better going on. Oh, you know what though? The White Tiger probably really feels themselves now and thinks they're worth a buck or two. Whatever. So maybe not. But that's a now's a better time as any to dive into that. To dive into the final performance of the night that is the White Tiger. Now we've talked a lot about the performance, so we'll kind of put a pin in that for un momento. I want to ask you about their friend, their college roommate, the dartboard guy. Ah. <sighs> How do you feel about the white dartboard, Liana? What am I? What do you want from me, Puya? I want to know how you felt about a grown man behind a dartboard calling their college roommate white tie tie, and then talking about how they went to some bar to pick up women, and there were all these guys, and then they pretended they were male strippers and did a improv routine. And dazzled the ladies with whatever outdated dance moves they were doing. Like, come on. How is this the weirdest thing of the episode? This somehow beat plant dude. Like, this was so bizarre. And it was like, oh, okay, it's you and your college roommate getting shit-faced at a bar pretending that you're Magic Mike. Oh, great. Fun. How original. What a concept. So weird. This is this is so weird. I... I okay. Here's what did I write down? Let me go back to look at my notes. I'm 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 a little bit eclipsed by the whole thing that happened at the end. All right, I wrote down bartender, dartboard, question mark, magic mic. Smell what I'm cooking. Yeah, it's not the rock, by the way. Just please don't insult the rock like that ever again, panel. I also wrote butter, phone off the hook, and historic route sixty six. I don't know. It's Gronk. I don't even. I'm not even gonna bother to try to connect no, no. any of these to Gronk. It's Gronk. Um, I don't know what the butter is off the hook. Butter! I thought phone. I thought phone off the line. And then when you said off the hook, I'm like, that's definitely something the Gronk would say because he thinks he's cool. So do you that. say the phone is off the hook? Because you can say a party's off the hook. But you'd be like, Yo. you no one ever says the phone is off the hook, dude. This phone is so off the hook. <laughs> I don't even think anyone says that anymore. Dude, it's outdated. No, I don't think anybody said that ever. It went from off the hook to off the chain, right? To um, on fleek to lit. I don't know what we're saying. It slaps, but no song. No one guarantees no one saying off the hook anymore. Yeah, but okay, sorry. Yeah, but phone off the hook as like a full phrase. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No phone. The what? What phones have hooks still? Some. My dad, uh, no, my dad finally got a wireless home phone. <laughs> yeah, my my work still has hooked phones, but even then, it's like, oh, it's not hung up. No one says off the hook. We should bring it back so, in this economy. No. What are you, Akiva? <laughs> uh, all right, I already gave my thoughts on the White Tiger, so I'm done. 
But you're more than welcome to give more of your thoughts. Okay, so I want to play devil's advocate for one second. Okay, there were two parts of this performance that I thought were smart for the White Tiger to do. So the White Tiger mentioned in their package that from the beginning, they thought they have to rely on their crowd presence. While I am a subscriber of, I don't even see that crowd presence being of that amazing, like it's not that amazing for you to lean on. But coming out for their performance from the audience was a very smart move because you're with the people, you're hyping them up, cannot sing to save their lives. We can all agree. What they did do pretty funnily at the end was the air guitar, which again, funny, especially if the crowd's gotten into it, funny. They are picking songs that people have connections to and have fun with. No one, I think, we are all in agreement. We Will Rock You is not a romantic song. It's not a Valentine's Day song. It's not any type of song like that. So, song was butchered, but did some dancing, did some nonsense, and the crowd liked it to finish, you know, the show. Now, the White Tiger has done the show in like three different places. They opened the show premiere night. They did a middle of the pack last episode, and now they ended the show. Every single time they performed, I thought they should be going. They didn't. Again, it goes back to the audience felt some, there was something in the air that we don't get. It doesn't translate through the TV. And I think that Miss Monster is by far the most raw person ever to be on the show. I think that can't be disputed. Good on the White Tiger for getting to make it to Super 9. But outside of the White Tiger, I don't think anyone else is happy for this. I think most people are angry that this happened. And if you are listening and you are a White Tiger fan, I apologize for the negativity we've portrayed. But we are speaking our truths and that should be appreciated. Any thoughts, Liana, before we wrap it up? Nah, I'm good. I so final guesses. Actually, yeah, a couple people said Rob Gronkowski. The funniest thing in the White Tiger performance was Nicole Scherzinger saying Rob Gonkalowskis. I thought that was good. I like that. And then the card thing happened. I, I just a PSA. Uh, Nick Cannon should never say daddy ever again. That was uncomfortable. Even Ken Jong shouldn't say daddy. Most people, like, no one should say daddy. Okay? But that's a whole other topic for a whole other day for a whole other podcast that isn't The Masked Singer. And then Miss Monster gets voted out. We're angry. This sucks. This is stupid. The guesses we had Chaka Khan, Reba McIntyre, Queen Latifah, Mary Wilson, and then another Chaka Khan. It was Chaka Khan. How did you feel seeing Chaka Khan grace the stage with an unmasking? Were you excited? Were you happy? Were you sad? Okay, not going to lie. Uh, as soon as it was announced that Miss Monster was going home, I was very upset because Aww. I am a well-adjusted human being that knows the true value of things in life and doesn't <laughs> get upset about television shows, about mass celebrities singing stupid songs. So... Me being the well-adjusted human that I was, was definitely paying attention to everything that happened after that. Um, and I enjoyed every second of the show. It was lovely. 
definitely that's the vibe I got. Ah, that's just not fair. It was so cool to have Shaka Khan on the show. I wish that she had been able to stay longer. I think it's really cool to have her come back and be able to, you know, have unique and cool takes on songs. And you know what really sucks? So I read an interview with Miss Monster, aka Shaka Khan. And these are some of the questions. What was your favorite part of doing the show? Don't ask me that. Oy vey. What part did I really enjoy? It was really a labor of love. Some kind of labor. It was really harder than I thought it would be. It's a lot of work. The next question was, is there something you'd take away with you from this experience? She said, yes, that I'll never do anything like that again. Yeah. So that's a great thing to uh, bring up because I was going to talk about her unmasked interview on the Masked Singer YouTube page, and she didn't say much. She said, I deal with a lot of solitude as an entertainer. I solitude on my plane, solitude in the tour, solitude. And then said, it's liberating to sing with your whole body covered. But I didn't get the vibe that she wanted to be there at all. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because it's like, okay, maybe did she want? I don't know. Did she- I think she wanted to go far. Yeah. So you think that she was disappointed that she didn't make it far? Not that she was leaving because she didn't like the experience. I think. Yeah. I think because I mean, okay, so. If I'm Shaka Khan, okay, and I've watched the last two seasons and I see people who I would say are in my league, right, make it to top five, make it to final four, and then I go out third after a guy who couldn't sing half his words three weeks in a row, Mm -hmm. I would be fuming. This is insulting. I put my legacy, not on the line necessarily, but I put myself out there. As a legend, as someone who's won 10 Grammys to go out third behind Drew Carey and behind little uh, Rob Gronkowski finishes ahead of me, something's flawed here. I wasted a lot of time because Drew Carey talked about how strenuous all this is. Imagine putting a legend of the industry through all of that for them to go out after three appearances. She genuinely came on the show, I think, feeling that she has longevity, feeling guaranteed that she's going to go the distance or at least get close to it. And then got plucked out the show before we even got to group B. Game is flawed. Um, Very flawed. I don't know. Maybe she just wanted to go. Maybe she was over it. This like, this is too hard. I don't want to do this. I don't have to do this. I'm freaking Shaka Khan. I won 10 Grammys. I think the performances speak for themselves. I think the, the way she sang the songs really did not scream. I don't care to be here. Or I think my time's coming up. Right. I think Lil Wayne kind of knew I'm not going to make it far. So Lil Wayne kind of didn't really put all that much effort. I think Rob Gronkowski, every time he's gone on stage, really thinks I'm not going to be here. So I might as well like have be goofy and have some fun. And I think Shaka Khan put her soul on the like on the stage every time. Mm-hmm. And it's very disheartening to see. I'm very sad. I hope this doesn't discourage people who share the same level of status as her don't get dissuaded on coming on the show as a result of what happened here, because I could see it happening now. You know, if you're a Mary Wilson and you were like Gladys Knight did well, I could see myself being there. Um, Patty LaBelle did well. I could see myself. And then you see this, you're like, do I really want to go through the vigors of mass singer for two appearances? No. So this is gonna, this could cause some problems down the line for future seasons. And I wonder if because here's the thing we don't have to think Liana or talk about the white tiger for six weeks now guaranteed 
But if we, and I don't think there's going to be anyone as bad as White Tiger. Knocking on wood that that doesn't happen down for group B or C. But if we get to the Super 9 and White Tiger survives, we might have to cancel the podcast that week. I don't know how we're going to get through it. We barely got through this one. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. Look, I'm just happy to have a new group of six next week. I'm ready. I was tired with this. I'm ready. I was tired too. I need the palate cleanser. I'm uh, and we get to see the taco, so I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I'm excited for the lineup we have. So we got Rhino, Taco, Kitty, Banana, who's your favorite, mm-hmm. and someone else. Oh, Frog! I'm very excited for the Frog. And yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a good bunch. I have a good fe- oh, and Mouse. I have a good feeling about this next group. Really, really excited. Again, the 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 one benefit of this format is that every three weeks it feels like we're watching premiere night again. So I'm very okay with that. Right. I mean, well, and then that was part of the argument for why I liked the format was because okay, great, cool. Now we get to see see six brand new people and go through this excitement all over again. Uh, I think I wouldn't have honestly. I I don't know. This was rough. Uh, maybe do two where it's the same group. So get down to the to four from each, then start then to mix it up or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I think that I think there's a way to merge these two formatting options because just, three is overkill for sure. Because, again, the first two weeks of the show, we've only met six of them. And given how sour we've turned on one of the three, it's hard mm-hmm. because now we have two that we really like, you know, are like, yes. You deserve to be there. Cool. But then one that we really don't want to see progress any further. One that we feel has already taken a spot out of like two other people's hands. Right. So that we don't like. But again, we're going to keep feeding the positive and we're going to look forward to this next group. And we'll get to talk about all of that good stuff next week. So I will leave this by asking you one question and one question only. Are you having fun? Am I having fun? What is fun? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm having fun. You know, so so sometimes this happens like, oh, okay, you're going to complain about a show. It's like, why are you even podcasting about that show? It's like, I'm podcasting because in general, I really like the show. You know what? I had a rough day. This was a rough episode. I felt my feels. I feel better now that I felt my feels. And I am looking forward to next week. As am I. As am I. Sometimes we have downs, we have low lows with the mass Singer, but then we have high highs and we'll have more high highs. There'll be more people we'll get invested in, more people that will think we're robbed, more people that we think deserve to win, more new motifs, new clues, new identities, new guesses. There's a lot to be happy about moving forward. We're sad about one outcome. Ultimately, it can only get better from here on the mass Singer. Now, Okay, I wrote you a poem. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm done with this podcast, and so are you. (laughs) I think I can only write roses are red, violets are blue podcast. Or podcast poems! Ah! Okay, I got one. Roses are red. Limes are bitter. Liana, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, that's good. Uh... I am on Twitter at Liana Boris. That is my Twitter handle. 
and I am covering Survivor season 40, which I cannot believe is here and is happening. And I'm still in shock of what I watched last night. Unbelievable. So Mike, Bl- it was amazing. It was, it was so amazing. Um, so Mike Bloom and I are going to be uh, getting together with Corey Cole from The Amazing Race. So I'm really, really excited about that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's what's going on. So hooray. And you did talk about the uh, Lego Masters last week. I did talk about Lego Masters. That was about the first episode. I will not be covering the second episode. But maybe my sister and I will be back at some point to do maybe like a mid-season or maybe a season-ending recap. So if that happens, I'll let y'all know. Lovely. And you can find me at Puyaism on all major platforms. I will be hanging out, doing my own thing, and then being back here next week to talk more Mass Singer and just taking in all the Survivor content that comes my way. And as far as other things go, if you would like to leave a rating or review of the podcast, go ahead to www.robhasawebsite.com slash mass singer. One word. Uh, feedback is always appreciated. You are all leopards to us and none of you are white tigers to us. So that is great. Now, from myself and the coleslaw, Leona Boris, we say goodbye and we will unmask you next week with Group B. Bye.